Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. The Brad Paisley is powerful. He does a spell casting of a level nine. Yeah, he comes out. In other words, corns. he's a level nine wizard. He comes out in a straw hat and he goes, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we made him into a fucking, like, screamer rock band. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch Podcast. We are your host. I am Hawashwa. I continue to be Lennon. That's Joshua to you. We, ex- <laughs> we, explore contro- we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys, dose, that have a love and Sorry. passion for these topics. <laughs> Things they may have heard of, but you don't know the full stories of yet. We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research so you don't have to. And always keep your mind open to the possibility that things may not be as they appear. Today, our episode takes us... (laughs) You rang? (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Okay, anyways... Today, the our- loudest goddamn bells <laughs> in all of the world. Oh. Today, our episode takes us to a small town nestled along the banks of the Ohio River, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, a town that has had its fair share of incidences, tragedies, and maybe even a Native American curse. In the winter of 1966, the residents began to see a strange, winged, human-like creature with red eyes gliding <laughs> gliding through the air and harassing the locals. That was a good helicopter. Thank yes. You. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Well, it's like a hummingbird. It was. It's the hummingbird man. I love hummingbirds. <laughs> hummingbirds. <laughs> Over the next year, this creature would go on to haunt the town, leaving a trail of curiosity, fear, and uncertainty in its wake. Was this creature trying to warn the locals of an impending tragedy that was to befall the town in late of 1967? Or was it the cause of the said tragedy? Well, sit back, relax, put your tinfoil hats on as we dive into the Mothman of Point Pleasant. But yeah, um, let's talk about the the little bit of uh, history that is going to no longer be a mystery. Lennon? Take the bitch away. Well, in the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, okay. with a population of around 4,000. 12. Pick <laughs> 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 number three, my lord. <laughs> you remember that? I do. It was uh, um, Shrek when they were interrogating. Not the buttons. Not the gumdrop buttons. Jesus. Did you fucking voice him? <laughs> Is there something I don't know about you? That's incredible. <laughs> Do you know the Muffin Man? Yeah, the Muffin Man! <laughs> Who lives on Sherry Lane? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, Point Pleasant has a population of around 4,000 citizens. 
And they were put on the map in the 1960s as a common household name for cryptid fans as well as tragically national news when disaster struck the town. I thought you were going to say commies. Damn commies. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? There were commies? <laughs> oh, man. What well, was the red the red scare times? I think. No, that was the 50s. I was wrong. Scratch that last part. That's all right. Don't hate me. Cool. There are two. The, I don't the, know what you're talking about. It's all good. Great. <laughs> the two are directly linked with one another in some shape or form. Not the commie thing. <laughs> the commies. The, crypt, the cryptid and the bridge collapse. Yes. Uh, the two are linked with one another in some shape or form. But before we examine the events of that time, we must first take a quick dive into the history of the town, which may shed some light on why this may have happened there. It's we're gonna, time. We're going to go for a quick tour. A quick trip back to... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to build a pyramid, paint some paintings, and start a revolution. Get ready for Lenin's History Corner. Yeah. Well, West Virginia, born, born and raised. raised. <laughs> I play ground race, spend most of my days. Oh... Uh, Are you all right? <laughs> Did you see that? Just, I didn't see anything. <laughs> Something was like floating out of the corner of my eye. I was just your eye. West Virginia and southeastern corner in the southeastern corner of Ohio. Uh, for a long time, have been considered the spookier region of the country. Back off, you spooky bitch. I'm not going to say it. From <laughs> ghost stories, hauntings, cryptids, Brad Paisley, you name it. <laughs> Brad Pitt. But the, le- the legend of the land from which this area sits upon is not unique to modern stories. No? For the Native Americans, this area of the country... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was, was it hot? <laughs> it was wrapped around me hand. Oh, boy. For the Native Americans, this area of the country has long been thought of as haunted. Legends of these people seeing ghost lights, ghosts... <laughs> Odd creatures and Brad Paisley have been told for generations. Now, here's a funny story about my notes. Tell my, tell me. So I'm writing this, and I hit enter to make the next bullet point for what I talk about. Yeah. And I wrote, but, and then um, the way I type, I look as I'm look at the yep, keyboard, me too. and then I look up at the screen to double yeah. check what I wrote. Yeah. And I wrote nut. <laughs> 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 so, and I. Was crying, laughing. He wrote nut. Because it was like, has been told for generations, nut. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it anyway. was foretold. Light humor. But. In- <laughs> <laughs> Light humor. <laughs> <laughs> but as the ancient astronaut theorists say, where the fuck did these legends come from? And why the fuck is Brad Paisley there here? <laughs> He's a good singer, and he's just setting the mood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some historians believe the answers can be traced back to the American Revolutionary War time. Story goes that... Story time! (laughs) Story goes that in the 1770s, the colonial white man's westward expansion began to encroach on the Native American lands. More than they already did, am I right? Right? Well, couldn't do any more. By the way... Today's episode is not sponsored by Beef Drink Jerky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feed your wild side. Anyways, back to you. Wild feed side. <laughs> the way you've been it is, talking it today. It is not oh my sponsored. Christ. But it should be. Call us, please. Oh. <laughs> I just saw it over here. I was like, that'd be perfect. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Story goes that in the 1770s, I already read all of that. The Native Americans said no mas, and seven nations of these Native Americans formed a confederacy to fight back against the white man and his expansion into their lands. Fucking white man. Damn white straight <laughs> men. <laughs> oh, the man. nations of the Shawnee, Delaware, mm-hmm. Wyandotte, Mingo, Miami, Ottawa, and Illinois, Illinois all came together, united to take a stand. Hashtag unite the seven, 31516. <laughs> unite the seven was, for people that don't know, a DC reference, right? Yes. Yeah, it didn't really happen. So. No, it did not. <laughs> uh, the Shawnee were the most powerful of these big seven, and so was their leader, Cornstalk. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Leave old Cornstalk alone, all right? He'll curse you. I know. I was trying to keep a straight face, and I saw you in the camera. Cornstalk. <laughs> Look, let me just say it. Native Americans have fantastic names. They do. I wish we still named Yours would be like White Wolf. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know what else to call you. Uh, yours would be Rainbow Man. Son <laughs> of a bitch! <laughs> Why am I Rainbow Man? Because <laughs> well, the, the bards you frequent. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I thought I'd at least be like Gingy or something. Gingy. Man. <laughs> In 1774, the Big Seven were ready to be tested. They said, try me, bitch. Come at me, ho. The white man had begun moving into the Kanawha and Ohio River Valleys, and the Seven Nations were prepared for battle. Now, this is the area mm-hmm. around somewhere in the close vicinity of West Virginia. Not so much here or here, but here. here. Yes. Around 1,200 warriors. 1,200. That's a lot of warriors. Showed up to fight for Don't their lands. Me. That's okay. He's just busting shit up. Ah. Oh. God, I'm getting annoyed by that thing. DTS naked and uncut. <laughs> just constantly pushing my head forward. I know. That's why I don't I just took mind. my pillow off the back of my chair for those who... It's, uh, a, it's not a pillow. It's a neck rest. Semantics. <laughs> so, I love how I did the quotes for that. I know, right? So 1,200 of them showed up. Rally together. Did any other adjustments you want to make? <laughs> oh, that did nothing. <laughs> Please go. Rally together. Rally together. They decided to attack the white settlers in the area across the Ohio River, now called Point Pleasant. But word reached the colonial military of the incoming attack, and they went on the offensive to meet their hostility in kind. Mm. Roughly the same amount of troops showed up for the ba- to the battle uh-huh. from the colonials, but their firepower by far pushed the odds ever into their favor. Well, that happens. you're fighting sticks with... Metal, basically. Right? Yeah, projectile metal hurtling through the air. Called guns! (laughs) Fast velocity. (laughs) Very fast. Yes. um, Pew, pew! (laughs) They did make Lasers. Laser guns. (laughs) Um, By the end of the bloody conflict, 140-ish colonials were killed, and this was half of the amount of Native Americans that were killed. So they were doubled. I could have just said that instead of doing some math <laughs> equation. You're good. You're good. Bravo. I'm, pl- I'm proud of you. Thank you. Quick math. But as they say, time heals all wounds. In the coming years, the feared cornstalk made peace with the colonials. And in 1777, the British began recruiting and getting the Native Americans all fired up and riled up to help them fight the Americans. They began to persuade the Seven Nation Confederacy to fight alongside them. Now, side tangent on that. 
Seven Nation Confederacy. Mm-hmm. I read that and wrote that, and I was like, man, I wonder if that was the inspiration for Seven Nation Army. Mm-hmm. It was not. Oh, good story. Yeah. It was just a quinky dink. Yeah. Rickety dinky dinky dink, rickety dinky do. It's a quinky dink. <laughs> it's our quinky dink song, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, we like to play that every time there's a quinky dink. Quinky dink. Quinky dink. Oh, it's better than that one word. Yep. They began to persuade a <laughs> cornstalk. I even have the cursor over where I needed to pick it's up. It's okay. It's all right. But cornstalk did not want war with the Americans. And neither did a Delaware nation's chief, Red Hawk. So the pair took the word of what was brewing to the Americans at their fort in West Virginia, Ohio area, <laughs> to negotiate peace. I wrote that like shit. It's all right. I love when you call yourself out on the podcast. Yeah. Because you cut mine and you leave yours. Cut that out, Lennon. You didn't read it like shit. You read it great. All right. Well, or leave it in because I just complimented you. And I like to look good. Just kidding. <laughs> I like to look good. I need the good press these days. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, to negotiate peace and to alert them of the shit storm that was a brewing. I mean, the British had a Brad Paisley for fuck's sake. Right? The Brad Paisley is powerful. He does a spell casting of a level nine. Yeah, he comes out. In, in other words, corn- he's a level nine wizard. He comes out in a straw hat, and he goes, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we made him into a fucking, like, screamer rock band. But... <laughs> oh, my God. The church folks outside are probably like, What the hell's happening what over there? What incarnation is going on out Apparently, they're old prospectors. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I live in a prospect mining <laughs> prospector mining town. You said you wanted to buy one. We bought one. Here we are. I've done it, folks. Notice how <laughs> nothing's changed. We moved the entire house with helicopter. Oh, we're br- bringing it all back today. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh fuck! No so, problem. their cornstalk and Red Hawk met with the garrison commander, Captain Arbuckle. And told them they did not wish to fight, and Brad Paisley was coming. So, <laughs> so let's just get the characters here. We got Brad Arbuckle, Cornstalk, no. and Red Hawk. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. His name was not Brad Arbuckle. His name was Captain Arbuckle. Oh, Captain Arbuckle, Red Hawk, and Cornstalk. Yep. <laughs> and Brad, Brad Paisley. And Brad Paisley. <laughs> shoots out a gun, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a... shisa. So they hey, wish... that's shit in German. <laughs> <laughs> they wish to make peace lest they be forced to fight alongside the seven against the Americans who they have now befriended. <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. I kept going for some reason. <laughs> it's okay. You're they... fine. Keep plowing through. Oh, uh, they wish to make peace with them. Let, uh, pay... <laughs> <laughs> lest they be forced to fight alongside the seven. I just want to finish this sentence for fuck's sake. I okay, got <laughs> <laughs> But Cornstalk admitted to Arbuckle that he would permit his men <laughs> to fight alongside the Confederacy. I'm sorry, everyone. You like that name, don't you? Well, say that line again, and I'll tell you why. But Cornstalk admitted to Arbuckle. <laughs> it's, it's like you're making a fantastical, fantastical name. The Cornstalk said to Arbuckle. It's like a joke. <laughs> it, did, it is good. Uh, that he would permit his f- men to fight alongside the Confederacy if the other tribes did so. And Arbuckle said, excuse me, what? It took Cornstalk and Red Hawk and another Native American hostage. His name was another Native American. <laughs> oh. 
Wait. We got Cornstalk, Red Hawk. It's got to have a name that rhymes with Auk. So. Auxcord. Mm. White Chalk. There we go. <laughs> I got White Chalk. <laughs> yeah. So they took them hostage, the three, uh, the three men. They intended to bargain Cornstalk and the other two for peace. Now, let me tell you some shit about Cornstalk. He was the man, the literal shit. Yeah. Colonial frontiersmen feared him. Women wanted to be with him. His pe- Well, not so much the white women because, you know, they were afraid of him. Cornstalk uh, was the man. He had a big Johnson. He, he, yeah, probably. No, no, his servant. His servant. Sorry. His uh, assistant's name was Johnson, That's and he was huge. Uncharacteristic. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> His people and the people of other nation of the other nations respected and stood by him. He was a brilliant military tactician, a tremendous fire fighter, and an even better leader. Um, a hell of a fire. Uh, it's, so, <laughs> I was trying to get a joke out, didn't come. <laughs> Were you talking English there? That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're turning into me. Oh, fuck. During their time as hostages, the three Native Americans were, by most accounts, treated very well. They were given nice, comfortable sleeping quarters, and Cornstalk even helped the Americans by plotting maps of the area for them. Oh, how nice of him to help the people that conquered him. Love it. Yeah, well, by by this time, he'd befriended them. He was like, yeah, make love, not war. You know what I mean? Oh, what a generous... Where's generous all the white women? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let me walk, girls. <laughs> on November 9th, on November 9th, Cornstalk's son... Littlestock. No, this one, I wish it was. Ellen Episco. Ellen Episco. Ellen Episco. Came to the fort... From here to- on now, known as... Cornstalk's son, okay? Oh, little son. <laughs> yeah, little, little stock. <laughs> Came to the fort to visit his father because apparently if your father's taken hostage, you could just show up and be like, hey, can I see my dad real quick? I just want to say hi to him. Yeah, um, yeah. You can go in the cell and say hi too. Yeah, he was immediately taken hostage. Yeah. And, uh, the next day, though, gunshots could be heard coming from the area outside of the fort. Soldiers were sent to the area to investigate and discovered that two men who had left the fort to go hunting when they were ambushed by a group of Native Americans. One of the soldiers was killed while the other managed to get away. When the deceased soldier's body was returned to the fort, tensions hit a peak, and acting against all orders, a group of soldiers stormed into the area the four Native Americans were being held and executed them as revenge for their fallen soldier. Red Hawk scrambled up the chimney before being yanked down and killed. Littlestock was shot in the stool he was sitting on. Didn't even stand up. The other Native American was strangled to death. But from the moment the door burst open to now, or to all of his com- right. uh, fellow comrades getting killed, um, Cornstalk <sighs> rose to his feet and stared the men down resolutely. This caused their the attackers Shit. to stop and pause for a moment before attacking as they were unsure of how confident and brave he was. But nevertheless, after the first three were sh- were dispatched, they shot Cornstalk eight times, and he fell to the floor and uttered the now famous curse, staring his attackers dead in the eyes. I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I've never warred you, but only to protect our wigwams and lands. I refuse to join your pale-faced enemies with the redcoats. 
I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side my young son. For this, may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its peoples be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. Mm. So It's never a good thing. No. No. Over the next 200 years, Cornstalk's curse would be blamed for many incidents in the area. Tell me, tell me, tell me. 1907. The worst coal mine disaster in American history took place in Monongah, West Virginia. Uh-huh. On December yes. 6th, when three... I know that place. Yes, my, my favorite vacationing spot. On December 6th, when 310... Actually, where we're living. <laughs> the coal welcome, mine. Welcome. <laughs> A lot of echo down here. <laughs> the 310 <laughs> miners were killed. Oh, that's three, not funny, though. 310. Uh, in 1944... War in Europe! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what, was this a newspaper? No. In 1944, in June of this year, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through the Tri-State Triangular Area. Mm, 1968. Yes. A Piedmont Airlines plane crashed in August near the Kanawha Airport, killing 35 people on board. And that is why you don't do air travel. 1970. A Southern Airways DC-10 crashed into a mountain near Huntington, West Virginia, killing 75 people on board. 1978. A freight train derailed at Point Pleasant and dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals. Chemicals contaminated the town's water supply, and the wells had to be abandoned. 1978. In April of that same year, the town of St. Mary's, north of Point Pleasant, was struck with tragedy when 51 men who were working on the Willow Island power plant were killed when their construction scaffolding collapsed. And, of course, most famously of all, was the events that unfolded in 1967, when after a mysterious string of sightings of a bizarre-winged humanoid creature... The Silver Bridge collapsed over the Ohio River. Damn. Yeah, Damn. I'm over here. <laughs> Sorry. I yawned for a second because I'm tired. Yes. And my eyes are watering. Oh, mine do like, that too. I'm sitting here like, I don't want to look like I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much death in this world. <clears throat> I started off by trying to, to, to count. Like, okay, you said 300 and something, this many, that many. Just to see what the final number would be. Then you got bored. And then I yawned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that fast in math, so yeah. I, I got the 300. Lots of people, though. Lots of people. Yeah. I was going to see what the number was. Let's see if it were d- divisible by three. I can do some quick math. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, the sightings, I'm thinking you're throwing it to me. It is. All right. Sorry. There were many sightings of this uh, Mothman creature at Point Pleasant, and it all started November 12th, 1966. Mm-hmm. The Mothman, the legendary creature, the man, the myth, the legend, was first sighted in a cemetery near... Clendenin, West Virginia. Gesundheit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a little sniffle. Uh, <laughs> five men were digging a grave. Saw They saw Brad Paisley. <laughs> ah, five men who were digging a grave saw a brown-winged creature taking off from a nearby tree. They were clear that it was not a bird, but something humanoid. Mm-hmm. This creature is thought to inhabit the TNT area located just outside of Point Pleasant, Virginia. You know who else inhabits that area? John. ACDC. ACDC. TNT. We're dynamite. TNT. I'm kind of a fright. <laughs> I'm kind of a fright. Uh, so the t- little scared. <laughs> the TNT area is also known for being the site of many Mothman sightings in the late 1960s. 
as well as other paranormal phenomena. Some people believe the Mothman was attracted to the TNT area by the residual chemicals or radiation from the explosives that they used to make there. Yeah, he likes to perch on the walls and just... (laughs) He got high. He gets high on radiation. (laughs) The TNT area is still a popular destination for Mothman enthusiasts, ghost hunters, and curious visitors. I just wanted to give a little insight of what the TNT area was. All right. Uh, it wasn't the full history of it, but that way you know every time I mention TNT area, where the fuck it is, or sure. what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, please do. November 15th. Okay. It was a dark and chilly night when four young friends, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary <laughs> Millette, what happened? What did I do? <laughs> no, <thank> <laughs> okay. We're, dri- we're driving around the TNC area, a former World War II munitions plant near Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. West Virginia. They were looking for some fun and adventure, as normally you would around a abandoned explosive area. You know? uh, I would I would go. Let's go have some fun and adventure in there. But they found something else instead, something terrifying, something that would haunt them for the rest of their lives. Brad Paisley, <laughs> motherfucker, his corn hat or corn <laughs> corn hat. <laughs> yeah, he upgraded. It's not straw anymore. It's corn. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, as they, like, sorry. Oh, sorry, no, no. Um, isn't it? You're a football guy. I sure the fuck am. Don't they? Ha- isn't there some team where they wear corn hats, like the foam corn hats, or is that cheese? No, no. There's a cheese one, but they do have corn. But that is uh, college. It's the, the Cornhuskers. The Nebraska I knew this fucking guy would know. This guy, <laughs> this guy knows his shit. <laughs> he asked me a football question. I'm on it. <laughs> Nebraska, got it. As they drove past an old generator plant, they saw a pair of glowing red eyes staring at them from the shadows. They slowed down to get a better look and were shocked to see a huge creature standing by the road. It was about seven feet tall with a wingspan of about 10 feet. Mm-hmm. It had a human-like body but covered in gray fur or feathers. didn't know which. Its head was not visible, but its eyes were hypnotic and menacing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hypnotic. Very good. <laughs> we're going to get a little whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> thing going on there. Now, the creature seemed to sense their fear and started to chase them as they sped away. I can tell over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm just nice. Come here. <clears throat> I got to warn you about something. <laughs> I got to th- tell you I something. I got to tell you something. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Motherfuckers. It followed them closely, Ooh. even as they reached speeds of over 100 miles per hour. And at this point, they were getting scared about crashing the fucking car. They were fucking booking it. <laughs> they sure were. Some back old country roads. So they were hearing the loud screeching noise that sounded like a woman screaming. Um, so they started off by going like 50, then they went 60. They still heard it. 70. They still heard it. 80. They still heard it. So like, let's go 100. It's just Peggy Lee in the back seat. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. <laughs> the friends, though, were terrified and praying for their lives. So let's go 100 miles an hour on the back-ass country roads. Just our luck that way. Wouldn't you fucking try and get away? I was in a car. I would try to get away, but I wouldn't drive 100 miles an hour in a dirt road. I would drive 99 miles an hour in a dirt road. (laughs) That's a little better. (laughs) Triple digits is a little fast. (laughs) Never gone triple digit? Uh, I I haven't, not actually. Oh. Have you? Maybe. That's a yes. <laughs> Where were you doing? The Autobond? Oh, yes. 
the, the place you've never visited? Yes. They finally reached the city limits of Point Pleasant, and the creatures stopped pursuing them. They drove straight to the sheriff's office, as one would, mm-hmm. and reported what they had seen. They were pale and shaking, but their story was consistent and sincere. The sheriff believed them and went with them to the TNT area to investigate. But they found no trace of the creature, only a strange dust on the ground where its head stood. Where it had stood. The next day, the local newspaper published their story with a headline. Couple sees a man-sized bird. Creature. Something. Hmm. The story, it was with that, you know, that <laughs> something. Dust found. <laughs> I don't get the dust thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just read it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I didn't go too much into the details. I, I what expect, was the dust? I didn't expect you to, but that seems like a weird detail from them. Let me just do something real quick. Dust. It just seems like a weird detail from them. Maybe it was from the. Uh, did they bring creature. in? A, Maybe it was shedding. Maybe it had dandruff. Damn it! Did they bring in a dust expert? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is not normal dust. Human skin. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Uh, so this story caught national attention, and press. And soon people all over the country were flocking to Point Pleasant to catch a glimpse of the mysterious beast. Some called it a bird. Some called it a monster. But most called it... Superman. <laughs> the Mothman. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. Beautiful job. Beautiful Thank job. You. Superman. So there's many, many accounts over the next year. Was, yeah, it was like 13 months. months yeah, it was... I thought it was just under a year, but maybe it was just. You under. could no. Nope, you're Either right. Way, I'm wrong because it happened in December. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> happened in December, and this is November. So yeah, it was 13 months. You were correct. Don't tell me you were wrong. You were correct. Josh is wrong. So let's go over a couple of them. Okay. In a little bit of detail. Alrighty. So November 16th, 1966. Four people saw the creature flying over the TNT area. Three of them were volunteer firemen who said it was a large bird with red eyes. The fourth was a contractor who said it was a man with wings. Mm. November 24th, 1966. Four more people saw the creature near the TNT area. They described it as a gray, about six foot tall, with red eyes and a wingspan of 10 feet. They also heard the loud screeching sound Mm. like a woman. Yes. 1925, sorry. November 25th, 1966. Thomas Uri who was driving along Route 62 near the TNC area, said he saw the creature standing in a field, then spread its wings and flew up beside his car. He said, It came up like a helicopter and then veered over my car. It began going around in circles, about two or three telephone poles high, and kept staying over my car. I tried to get away and was going over 70 miles an hour. But... It kept up with me easily. My speed, he didn't have my speed. He sped up and fled to Point Pleasant Sheriff's Office. In giving a description, he said it was a grayish-brown color, was some six feet in length, and had at least an eight to ten-foot wingspan. That's a big fucking wingspan. Show is. Show is. December 4th, 1966. Yeah, it's got a lot of six, sexy, sexy, but it's sexy, sexy, sexy woman. <laughs> sexy woman. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I, I had no joke. I just got That is one <laughs> sexy, sexy woman. woman. 
Am I right? As Childress is looking at the guy with two straps on his arm. <laughs> Go back to episode 59, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, last one. <laughs> yeah, last week. December 4th, 1966. Five pilots at the Galeopolis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't even give you a proper one. I'm going to go with it. Five pilots at the Galeopolis <laughs> Airport in Ohio, across the river from Point Pleasant, saw a flying object that looked like an airplane on fire. They said it hovered over the airport for a few minutes and flew away at incredible speed. December 7th, mm-hmm. 1966. Mm. <laughs> Ralph Thomas and his family saw a red light moving across the sky above their home in Point Pleasant. They went outside and saw that saw what they thought was an airplane, but then realized it had no fuselage or tail. They also heard a loud humming noise. January 11th, 1967. Kenneth Duncan and four other men were digging a grave in Point Pleasant. Another grave sighting. Well, when they saw... Oh, someone's got to do it. Well, yeah, I know, but he likes graveyards, apparently. When they saw a brown human-like figure flying over the trees... It circled overhead for about a minute before flying back into the woods. March 18th, 1966, we're getting closer. (gasps) Richard West of Charleston, West Virginia, called the police and said he saw the Mothman on his neighbor's roof. He described it as a large bird with red eyes and a wingspan of six or seven feet. He shrank. Ah, damn. That was a weird noise on my throat. Did you hear that? I did. And it, you, you had a little concentration where it looked like you farted. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like a kid when I go to the bathroom. Like, like a toddler who yeah. sits in the corner and just... <laughs> Josh, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, that was my throat. It made a weird noise. Great. <clears throat> so it was a six or seven foot... Span. Okay. He said it flew away when he shone the flashlight on it. I think Duncan's just really rough, poor at examining uh, or estimating <laughs> measurements. Who the fuck is Duncan? Isn't that that guy? No. No, no. That was Richard West. Ah, well, Richard yeah. West. Duncan just, was the guy before. Ah, Richard West is just really bad <laughs> at Fucking estimating. Dick West. <laughs> <laughs> God uh, damn it. Which way is the sunset? West. <laughs> that way. <laughs> uh,. November 2nd, 1967. Okay. Mrs. Ralph Thomas. What a name. Ralph. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, ma'am. I don't mean to pick on you. Very handsome woman. <laughs> Mrs. Ralph Thomas saw the Mothman on her front porch in Point Pleasant. She said it was over six foot tall, grayish in color, glowing red eyes. She screamed and it flew away. Her daughter uh. also saw it and confirmed her description. <clears throat> A lot of the sightings consistency are it's gray, it's humanoid, big red eyes, roughly 10 foot wingspan, one account of six to seven, and big red eyes, like you yeah. said. And, so, yeah. Consistency. Um, and it's consistent with all the other accounts that they had. Consistence, consistency with the description as well as with the occurrence of the sightings. They yeah. seem to not stop. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much more. Yes. Like we, some days, we can't talk about all of them. <laughs> no, some days had like four sightings. Right. Crazy. This is just a handful of sightings that occurred between the years of 1966 and 1967. There are many, many more, and even ones with pictures of the Mothman on the actual bridge. The bridge that would later become the headline for news stations all around. But the Mothman wasn't the only visitor to Point Pleasant. 
or as my notes autocorrected, point pleasantly. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> there was another. And this is his introduction. Here he is. Yeah. Oh, Brad That's Paisley. <laughs> that was you. Oh. Yeah. You did you did the next one, didn't you? I'm not kidding. I was gonna say yeah. I in fact did yeah. red checked you into stuff. <laughs> You got me, you old no, bastard. Uh, yeah, I'm not old. I'm young no, still. A serious man is not, not what I wanted to say. No. <laughs> yeah. no a no, mysterious no. man. Oh. Intrigue. I'm, a, I'm trying to build a little intrigue. Here we go. Give my best shot. <laughs> I'm building up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was just a gas bubble, people. It's all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A mysterious man who is believed to be connected to the Mothman was seen by several witnesses in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, between the years of 1966 and 1967. Mm -hmm. This mysterious man was first encountered by a nan, a man, not a nan. Somebody's nan. (laughs) A man named Woodrow Derenberger, Mm -hmm. a sewing machine salesman who was driving on Interstate 77. What's up? The oldest profession. (laughs) The old sewing machine <laughs> salesman. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> no, no, he was just a sewing machine. <laughs> uh, so he was driving on Interstate seventy-seven. Okay. On November second, nineteen sixty-six, he was returning home from a business trip when he saw some lights ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Thinking they might be from a police officer, he stopped only to discover the lights did not belong to that of a car at all. <gasps> He said that the strange vehicle was an aircraft that looked like a kerosene lamp chimney. And it landed in front of his truck, and a man emerged from it. Mm -hmm. He was quoted as saying, He looked perfectly natural and normal as any human being. His face looked like he had a good tan, a deep suntan. He was not too dark, but it was just like he had been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. He was really loving this tan. He's this guy like, had. this guy's got the <laughs> nicest damn tan I ever done seen. I'm jealous. I'm gonna just talk about this tan for five minutes. Give me a second here. His tan was Hold impeccable. On, sir, sir, you said he came out of a flying craft. Yeah, n- yeah, yeah none yeah. of that for His right tan. now. You would not believe the tan on this man. Now, have you seen a Thanksgiving turkey after it's been cooked? Has no tan compared to this man. <laughs> <laughs> His hair was combed straight back, and it was a dark brown color. And it, <laughs> I had to swallow. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted you in suspense to say color. Uh. <laughs> and he seemed to have a good, thick head of hair. Now he's jealous about the fucking hair. Did he I'm, maybe just have a crush on this guy? <laughs> oh, he's looking at him like Childress looked at old uh, Praveen. Praveen. <laughs> Pravidon. His eyebrows, his face, and his features were very normal and human-like. But, not a but, there's no but there. It says I. No. <laughs> I don't believe that he looked any different from the other man that would you would meet on the street. Yeah. But still, he wasn't, uh, that was the quote. But yeah. still, he wasn't normal, according to Darren Berger. He had a large grin on his face and kept his arms folded. And even though he was speaking to Darren Berger... His smile never moved. Mm-hmm. He spoke telepathically. Ooh. No, I said ooh. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. That's beautiful. <laughs> he asked me to roll down my window on the right side, right hand side of my truck. And I did what he asked. And this man stood there in 
he first asked me what I was called, and I knew he meant my name. And I told him my name, and he asked me, he said, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. He said, we mean you happiness. And I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said he was called Tan Man. No, Cold. He said he was called Cold. Yes. <clears throat> In reality, he was just telling old Dillinger. Nope, not Dillinger. That's a bank robber. He was telling old Darren Berger, I'm cold. Can I get in, please? Instead, they took it as that was his name. So now his name is Indrid Cold. Yes. Uh, this, welcome. Welcome, Indrid. This was Darren Berger's and the world's first introduction to the entity known as Indrid Cold. But this was not his last sighting. He was also reported by other witnesses who claimed to have seen him or received phone calls from him. Some of them said he had a grinning face. This would earn him the nickname. The Grinning Man. Yes, sir. The Indrid Cold story is a fantastic one, and we will do a whole episode dedicated to him at a later date. But this was his introduction mm -hmm. to the world. Some also said Indrid Cold warned them about the impending disaster. One that would rock the little town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It would end up taking the lives of 46 people on December 15th, 1967. Ooh, mystery and intrigue. <laughs> Thank you. You just killed it. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, oh, by the way, just want to pause for a second. We are still not brought to you uh, by Link Jack, Jack Beef. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but if you need to feed your wild side, I... I think the original is the best. Um, teriyaki is up there. Barbecue I haven't tried, but original is for me. What but, do you think about Jacqueline beef jerky? Well, uh, for going beef jerky, my favorite flavor is uh, flavor. My favorite seasoning flavor <laughs> is black, uh, black cracked pepper, black pepper. Oh, that one hurts my peppered. fucking throat. Got I like it. the peppered. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I like original. So get yours today at any store where it is. We're still not sponsored by them. So why are we doing an ad? <laughs> <laughs> well, all of these sightings seem to lead up to one event that transpired on December 15, 1967. Around 5 p.m. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think you of a said, joke. <laughs> the whole time you're over there, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the joke sucked. <laughs> and tell one. Around 5 p.m. on a cold winter night. Indrid cold. Yeah, some might even say Indrid cold night. <laughs> the Silver Bridge was that which, nope. Ah, ah. <laughs> that was a weird cut. The Silver Bridge, nope. Ah, ah. I liked it. I liked it. I think you should keep that in. <laughs> Probably not. The Silver Bridge, which connected mm -hmm. Point Pleasant to... Gallipolis, Ohio. Oh, so you had the same goddamn... Uh, yeah. 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 I had the airport. You had the... The town. Yeah. <laughs> Gallipolis. Well, the bridge that was connecting the two collapsed and tragically sent 46 men, women, and children to their deaths into the cold Ohio River. The tragedy seemed to spark the end of the Mothman phenomenon, Point Pleasant. But that wasn't the last the world would ever see of him. More on that later. But... What linked this string of sightings of the Mothman to, to the bridge collapse? I don't know. Tell me. Well, another sighting just prior to the bridge's collapse that day may hold the key. 
Earlier in the day, on December 15th, the Mothman was sighted perched upon the bridge, and some reported seeing it flying around. <laughs> Get the hell off! <laughs> The bridge is going to collapse. The bridge is going to collapse. He's not a parrot. <laughs> well, nobody was listening to his screeches, so we decided to, to change uh, voices and yes. went with the parrot voice. Apparently. Ah! Well, following the disaster... Well, the- with a cracker. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Following the disaster, links were being made from the previous month's sudden experiences to the collapse following the confirmed visual of the being interacting with the bridge, but interacting in what manner? Well, there are two He school- was taking some bolts out. Uh, Bastard. No. Uh, no, fucking dickhead. <laughs> Don't taint his name that way. <laughs> he tainted his own name uh, by scaring all these people. There are two schools of thought on this question. Mm. One, yep. the Mothman was the direct cause of the collapse. Yep. Some way, I mean, oh. somehow the being was the cause of the tragedy. I mean, you did say the day before it collapsed, he was sitting on top of the area the that broke. Of. It was the day of. Even worse. And it wasn't the area that broke. It oh. was just on the bridge. Uh, the bridge didn't break. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> School of thought, too. The being is merely a silent observer, or the camp that I believe, a harbinger of impending Death. doom. Oh. Maybe the Mothman is a combination of both. He enters our world to warn people of an upcoming disaster but cannot do anything about it. Mm. Two pictures. That'd be a shitty existence. Yes, it would. They have knowledge of something and not be able to actually warn anybody because they're all scared of you. It's like The Watcher. Who's The Watcher? I, I could tell you. but Marvel. I, you. I know Marvel. Two questions. Big bald guy. Yeah. Stanley. He's not. Well, two pictures have circulated around. <laughs> <laughs> They're circuit around, supposedly taken from the day in question of the Mothman. One depicts a large winged creature clinging to the side of the bridge, uh, side of one of the bridge's uprights. Mm-hmm. The other depicts a humanoid form mid-flight with large wings outstretched, carrying through the sky away from the bridge. Well, the greatest of these. Carrying the body or himself. Yeah, he wasn't carrying a body. It was just him. Him. Carrying his own body. Uh, side note about flying. Um, yeah, when it's depicted in pictures and videos and stuff like that, and in movies and film and stuff. Take Superman, for example. Yes. Um, he's just farting his Well, maybe not himself. Superman. Angel from the X-Men. Okay. Angel. Winged creature. Yes. You have to... These people will fly... Like, have to have the most incredible core strength to keep their legs vertical. Yes, that's true. Or not vertical, but horizontal, the opposite way to yeah. keep them from dropping down. I knew what you meant. You know what I meant. It's got to be incredible. <laughs> like, they got to be able to do crunches for days. If I remember, though, that picture you were sh- you're talking about. Yeah. His legs are actually down, though. A little bit. They're a little, little kick down. Like, a full... well, he just jumped off. So. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's mid fall. <laughs> he just jumps off. That For audio listeners, that was a, just a random weird sound. <laughs> but I was doing a jumping impression. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why they haven't seen him again. Because it was just a guy with wings committing suicide. He's like, like I can't help you. Like Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about there. All right. <laughs> I could not find the source of these pictures to validate their credibility, but that's the way the legend goes about the story. You couldn't find the pictures? No, I couldn't. No, the source oh, oh, to confirm okay, that, right. hey, this was taken that day. But that's Lo just the way the story goes. My bad. The official story of the bridge collapse was that it was caused by a fracture in a suspension chain. Now, the Mothman was not witnessed hanging off the side of the cable with a grinder at 
slowly eating a fraction of the cable. Just saying. So what credibility? I mean, he don't know what his powers are, though. Yeah, he's got heat vision. He's, well, he's got, got red eyes. Yeah, maybe, maybe he has a, some diamond cutting motherfucking talents. I maybe listen. I don't think we'll talk about final thoughts. All right. So what credibility did this? Hey, we have final thoughts did, 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 did <laughs> So what credibility does the second school of thought have? Mm-hmm. Well, as we know Tell by me. the, well as we know, that wasn't you. That was me messing up. Ah, okay, okay. Well, as we know, this was by most accounts the first sighting of the Mothman prior to a disaster, but it was certainly not the last. On multiple instances since 1967, the Mothman has been sighted at or prior to a disaster seemingly warning people by its presence of the events to come is he intentionally warning these people or is just his or is just his presence a warning because he is attracted to or must be present for a danger or a disaster hmm. so is it an intentional warning or is his presence being there just a warning in itself you know what i mean i get what you're saying like a sign yes now we're going to talk about an account from germany on september 10th of 1978 a group of miners attempted to enter their mine, but were blocked at the entrance by a creature that matched the Mothman's description. The large, red-eyed humanoid blocked, humanoid blocked their path and let out a piercing howl screech noise and sent the miners fleeing from the mine. Screech noise. Yeah. And then flapped its big wings at them, and then the miners f- bolted the fuck out of the mine. And then he, he went like this job done <laughs> and flew away probably shortly after this a rumble in the ground and a plume of dust signified that the mine below had collapsed the same mine that the, these many workers would now be buried or crushed in dead had they not been frightened off by the being this account is known as the freiburg shrieker i like the name though yes freiburg shrieker sounds like an ex-girlfriend i have oh shit <laughs> i'm just kidding not really yeah <laughs> At 1.23 a.m. on April 26, 1986, reactor number four at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant blew, causing one of the worst nuclear accidents in history. And the birth of Godzilla. Yes. No. (laughs) Before the events of that night, a large, black, bird-like humanoid form was witnessed by multiple people flying around in the area. The same creature was also seen flying through the smoke of the burning Chernobyl noble immediately following the event this account is known as the blackbird of chernobyl interesting i didn't know that one yes you've seen it chernobyl in 2011 a witness reportedly saw a winged humanoid creature flying around the fukushima nuclear power plant shortly before its disaster supposedly the witness saw the creature perched on top of one of the buildings before it leapt off and circled the plant multiple times the creature had large wings a humanoid form and most notably, again, large red eyes. You're like me right now. I know. Fucking I'm, Christ. There's some shit going down. I'm sorry. I think it's an eyelash. <laughs> it's all good. The witness took this as a sign to nope the fuck out of there. Right? Good idea. It was smart. Right? Wasn't he? Oh, maybe no, you're not no, done No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you done with the accounts? Nope. Okay. Then I'll wait. The Mothman was also spotted flying around the Twin Towers shortly before 9-11. The being was also supposedly seen flying alongside the second plane up until impact. And even accounts of men in black showing up and intimidating witnesses into silence on what they had seen following the attacks. So the second plane was videotaped. I wonder if that was any of the videotapes. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder, 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 wonder who who wrote the book of love. Quinky dink. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
are all of these sightings of the Mothman, which seem to be specific to just prior to or during a disaster, a sign that maybe the Mothman is indeed a harbinger of impending doom? Could it be? We may never know for sure, but if I see the Mothman, I will be noping the fuck out myself of that area. I will join you. Um, supposedly, more recently, there has been a string of sightings of the Mothman in Chicago. Really? Yes. How recently are we talking? Uh, within the past year. A bunch of sightings. Oh, I didn't know about this. Yes. All right. Um, Where is it located? All I over. know you said Chicago, but like... All over. Apparently, um, so I was watching a, a video on YouTube about uh, the Mothman, um, and they were talking about some of these recent sightings, and um, apparently there's been a lot of them sighted around the airport. So... So do not go to the Chicago airport. <laughs> so, I don't know. I... Glad we're not flying. We didn't fly through Chicago. I felt no. Well, I didn't hear that. But anyway, there's apparently even a video taken of the creature flying, and the, the YouTube video showed the showed it, and it was pretty interesting. Now my ears ringing. I write one. Lots happening. <laughs> that just a weird coincidence. Anyways, coinky ding. I have to see what. Insert uh, the song here, Lennon. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I have to see where uh, someone is connecting in two weeks. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, now we're doing a Mothman fucking episode mm-hmm. the week before they come in. Mm-hmm. All right, well, better not be Chicago. <laughs> Time to shit my pants. <laughs> well, well, that's not what I'm going to say. But we may never know for sure. Mm-hmm. But one man took it upon himself to investigate these questions and the mystery that shrouded the town of Point Pleasant and the Mothman. Yes, sir. Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley's back again. (laughs) He's through the years. No. This man, this man's name is John Keel. So who is John Keel, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. John Keel was an American journalist. (laughs) Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) I was was not. So John Keel was an American journalist, ufologist, paranormal researcher, and an author of several books on paranormal subjects. And avid stamp collector. Yeah. That's very, very relevant. For him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also liked to collect box tops. If you're a 1990s kid, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Get that pizza party. Yeah. His 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, later adapted into a movie of the same name, Great The movie. Mothman Prophecies, starring Richard Gere and some other people, Great movie. Was Keel's account of his investigation into alleged sightings in and around Point Pleasant, West Virginia, of a huge winged creature known as the Mothman, as we've stated through the whole fucking episode. Did we? I don't know. Maybe we didn't. Brad Paisley said he, no, he believed the Mothman was the harbinger of doom and that its appearance was connected to other strange phenomena in the area, Mm -hmm. including that of a UFO sightings and encounters with mysterious men in black. In his book, The Mothman Prophecies, Keel related this account of his in- sorry, Keel related the accounts of his investigation into the confirmed sightings of a large winged creature called Mothman. Mm-hmm. Between the years 1966 and 1967, it combines these accounts with his theory about UFOs and various supernatural phenomena ultimately connecting them to the phenomena in the area that included UFO sightings, encounters, mysterious men in black, and even the collapse of the Silver Bridge across the Ohio River. I feel like I just said this. I think I just said the same thing twice. (laughs) All good. I should read my notes again. (laughs) 
Let's get into it. All right. He traveled to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I thought we did, but okay. Ah, let's get into it even more. Let's get deeper in. Let's get nuts deep. He traveled to Point Pleasant, West Virginia to investigate the Marth, the Mothman, not Martha Man, <laughs> the Mothman at the height of the sightings. He would interview witnesses and local reporters. He studied local legends and myths, as well as investigated police reports, all in an attempt to figure out the mystery of the said Mothman. Mm-hmm. Soon, Keel would start to become paranoid. He noticed that his mail had been opened and resealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his phone tapped. Yep. And he would start getting weird cryptic messages on his answering machine, at times without the phone even ringing. Mm-hmm. Men in dark suits were constantly following him around, a.k.a. men in black. The term that he then coined. Oh, it came he from him. Men in Black. Really? Yeah. That's cool. From what I saw. He claimed that he received a phone call from a woman who had a promotion. That's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> that who had she a had premonition. <laughs> he had a, he had a promote, she had a promotion for the Mothman. She said, here, I'm going to give you good press. You got bad press right now. So My husband's selling sewing machines. <laughs> Do you want one? <laughs> said, right oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he claimed that he received a phone call from a woman who had a premonition of the disaster and that he warned local authorities about it. Keel believed that the Mothman was somehow connected to the bridge collapse and that it was trying to warn people about the di- upcoming disaster. Mm-hmm. Keel harshly rejected the theory that UFOs are of an extraterrestrial origin. Instead, he believes in the ultra-terrestrial theory and that is and that and that this is what the Mothman, UFOs, and other unexplained phenomenon are. Yep. They are from our Earth, but they are an entity in a different dimension than ours. They can appear at any place, at any time, by tuning their energy to match wavelengths and the electromagnetic spectrum of us, I guess. Yeah. Keel analyzed what he called window areas or zones of fear which he viewed as areas of high strangeness in which strange, otherworldly entities... That wasn't a good ancient aliens thing. It's all good. Otherworldly is their fucking word, though. That's their jam. Uh, Bingo. (laughs) Areas of high strangeness where strange, otherworldly entities and creatures could enter our world. In these areas, he said that our consciousness alone can manifest these entities or even UFOs. Mm -hmm. He said... I said, we said, and then they all said. <laughs> he said that there are a few of these window areas on the planet and that Point Pleasant is one of them. He favored the explanation, this explanation for the Mothman. He described them as trickster beings or cosmic pranksters here to play simple mind games with simple-minded humans. We are simple-minded sometimes. We show up. Are we to blame yes. for conjuring up all these weird occurrences? Are we summoning or conjuring these bouts of high strangeness with our consciousness? We create these things called tulpas. Uh-huh. And a tulpa is the concept of theosophy, mysticism, and a paranormal and the paranormal mm-hmm. of a materialized being or thought form, typically in human form. That is created through spiritual practice and intense concentration. Mm-hmm. Our consciousness manifests these beings known as tulpas. Could it also manifest 
UFOs, or even the Mothman, may not be as far-fetched as it seems. This might not be as far-fetched as it seems. Yeah. The CIA and military spent years and millions of dollars researching just this, mm -hmm. our consciousness manifesting stuff, mm -hmm. and the energy within. But that is another topic for another episode. For today, let's sit down and discuss our thoughts about the Mothman. We've presented the facts. It's time now to examine the evidence and give our theories. So pull up a chair for our final thoughts. <laughs> Science. No need for the foul language. Oh, you didn't hear. They didn't hear. Only you. Buddy boy. <laughs> uh, hey, boy. In my dojo, Lennon goes first because I'm a, I'm a gracious host. He's so fucking kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to me. Now, Mothman. Yeah, what about him? I, Injured cold. I'm, I'm just naming things now. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Paisley. <laughs> I couldn't think of literally anything in the entire world for a minute. <laughs> I don't think my mind has ever been that blank. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, I'm curious to see what your th hear what your thoughts are. Um, I think I already know. But maybe I've persuaded you differently. But uh, the Mothman, to me, I believe wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. well, I, first in its existence, but secondly, believe that it is not the cause of these events, nor is it uh, malicious, but more so the opposite. Um, and I think it is intentionally trying to warn people, not so much just like a by its presence thing. Um, but I think it is a warning sign because I'm sorry. I think it is a sentient, intelligent creature and it observes or watches these events or is only present for these events because it is trying to do good and help and warn people of it. Okay. Um, in the Mothman prophecies. Now I know it's over dramatized. Of course. Obviously, it's a movie. But, like, uh, there was a bunch more people that could have been on the bridge. Um, we don't know. There right. could have been a lot more people that could have been on the bridge. Right. Had maybe maybe the, the people that it interacted with, maybe they were not on the bridge that day. We don't know the deaths. I mean, we didn't get that depth into depth. <laughs> Poor pun. Um, but <laughs> Jackass. Insensitive um, asshole. But we never know the impact. Uh, 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 not implications, ramifications. Yeah, that works. That's the word. Uh, the deaths of some of these people or surviving of that. You know what I mean? They were all we don't know. They were all descendants of the, you know, people that killed old Cornstalk. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll never know. But that'd that's a, my... That would be a hell of a coincidence, but I don't think that's it. That would be. But that's my thinking on the matter. Gotcha. What are your thoughts on him? Do you think... He is a savior, or do you think that he is a devil in disguise? I think he's Brad Paisley in a fucking we costume. We found him. <laughs> no, uh, in reality, I think he is a surprise, surprise. Not what you think I think he is. I think he's just a warning. Okay. I don't know if he's sentient or not, but I think he's a warning. Like he's a warning sign. He's like the bat signal. Like, like you see him, his presence. Like it's his presence. Got exactly. It. Not that he's intentionally yeah, warning. No. I was okay. I was making I jokes about it, but I don't think that's okay. what he was doing. I All think right. it is a warning, and I think the time on the bridge was like the final. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. Now the question is: Is why <clears throat> is he always at these disasters? Is it? You know what I, I mean? mean John Keel has a good point about 
being a, a different dimension. Correct. Maybe it doesn't have a, a space and time a, a concept of it. Maybe it's like all space and time. Yeah. And it knows when disasters are happening and it just shows up months in advance, maybe even a year, mm-hmm. more than a year, in advance to give warning. And mm-hmm. if people listen, people listen. If they don't, they don't. I don't know if it's actually screeching at people saying disaster, but no. I think it's just trying to get people's attention. Exactly. See, maybe like with the f- maybe the people that had the site and maybe the people they were directly like going to be on the bridge because mm-hmm. I also didn't look at like who the fuck was on the bridge when it died. Did right. any of these people that had a sighting on the bridge? That's what I'm saying. So maybe specific people mm-hmm. are seeing this as a warning, like you're going to be on the bridge, do not be it. But I mean, how are you supposed to know when that's exactly. going to happen? There's exactly. no time frame. You're just going to have to swim across the Ohio River to go grocery shopping. <clears throat> Use the other bridge. <laughs> other bridge. About 10 miles down. Use that bridge. Hey, I would. I have to right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Your fucking bridge has been closed for the next year. Yeah. Um, man, I had another question I was going to ask you, and I forgot. Mm. Forgot my question. Anymore. Sorry, maybe it'll come up. <clears throat> I don't have any questions. It's fine. Uh, other than injured Cole. Injured Cold, we'll talk about him someday. I'm yes. very excited. He's a pretty interesting character in our reality. <laughs> so what do you think he was in the story? Like, he was part of the story, but, but what part? Did uh, he have anything to do with it? I, no, I think it was a coincidence. A coincidence. It was just okay. weird that, oh, it's a quinky-dink. dink do I got a poo. I wanted to rhyme, but it's all good. there's only so many things to rhyme with. <laughs> Do <laughs> do yeah, yeah. Not Some many. of them I won't <laughs> fucking use. <laughs> um, yeah, bah, bah, bah. yes, I think no it was, I think it was just a coincidence. Gotcha. Um, that that was the first account of one of the more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. creepy fucking smile. What would you do if you were driving at night? Mm-hmm. And I have driven he, at night. And he he came up to your window just smiling and not saying a word, but saying a word. Uh, yeah, floor gas pedal. To the floor, that kind of even thing. now knowing about the story of injured Cole. No, not really. I'm kidding. I don't know how I'd react. It, but right though, like in think the about moment, it. it would be different. Um, but I do have a question after you. Revelation I don't know. of whatever you're gonna say. I, I think telepathically, he would try and communicate before he even got. See, my first instinct is, um, I would be. I'm more af- not afraid, but I'm more. Uh, spooked out, mm-hmm. not so much by an alien encounter at night on the side of a road, as much as I am. Um, you ever seen those videos where these people set up these fake roadblocks to try and like steal your car and shit? I have not seen them, but I know. Okay, about yes, it. that kind of shit. Like I'm more concerned about that, you know. Yeah. So I would think it was something like that. Now, if if he telepathically communicated to me and told me who he was before I even, you know. Like when he said it, why are you scared? I mean, yada yada. Right. No, I'd probably, I'd probably hear him out and see what he's got to say. I, I welcome the aliens. I do have a question <clears throat> about all this. Now he wore a smile, creepy smile on his face, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Could that have been just a man wearing a mask? And when he talked, obviously the smile wouldn't leave because it's a mask. That's a good point. It was dark. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, nowadays it'd be easier because they can make some pretty realistic masks. Yes. Back then it would be a little more obvious, but it was dark. Or I'll so. do you one better. Oh, I like it. What if it wasn't a man in a mask, but it was an injured cold alien in a mask? Could be that too, yeah. yeah. Wearing a little human skin. Mm, maybe. Well, that'd be just creepy then. 
Yeah. 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 Mm, weird Things stuff. that make you say, hmm. Now, speaking of something, I got a little story before we wrap this up for you. Things that make you say, hmm, t-shirt. Get it hey, in. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me, Sasquatch.com forward slash bop. Shop. Not bop. Shop. Bop shop. Don't do that. Just shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, got a little story time for you real quick before we wrap this bitch up. Sounds good. What do we got? At our, uh, my grandmother's, your mother's house. Oh, you know that's the, my mother? Yeah. You know the infamous hallway. I do know the infamous hallway. I saw oh, this past week. <laughs> I saw this past week the most detailed sighting I've ever seen of the ghost in the hallway. Sounds like a start of a movie. The ghost in the hallway. Yes. Um, I've always gotten the feeling and... You know, we've talked about it. I've always gotten the feeling from that hallway, and I've always seen, like, a dark spot in the corners or wherever. But um, you know how it's it's the T. Yes. Yep. Now, the T with it. And if you connect one end of the hallway to the other end. It it's a 90 degree. It's a Pythagorean triangle. There it is. Um, now, when you're walking by, when I was walking by it to the right to go down to the bathroom. bedroom and bathroom that yep. way. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I saw. When was this? This was Thursday night. Okay. Peeking around the corner, like down, looking down the hallway out at me. Down, it's just the, creepy with peeking around the corner. Yes, like the corner of the wall was right here on yes. the face, going all the way down. So it was mostly exposed, and right about in the waist down region, it kind of faded away. Got it. To where I could see the bedroom behind it, mm-hmm. but uh, waist up was full detail and depth, dude. Okay. I could see depth and, oh, my God. Let me tell you what. Oh, my God. That freaked the shit out of me. Because I was in the house by myself. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. I was in the house by myself, and it was like it was like 9.30 at night. What day was this? Thursday night. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Nope. Yeah. It was like 9.30 at night, so it was like not, it's kind of dark in the house is my point. Of course, yeah. But you know the one light that gets left on in the kitchen. So yes. I was able to see down there, and like I said, I was the only one in the house, and I just was like, Glanced down there, and I saw it, and I was like, okay, we're going to keep moving. <laughs> but So what details did you see? Just a chest in depth. Okay. And I saw a head of depth. It was like I always see was black shadow. Okay, so it's like a shadow person. Yes, but right. it's not so much like it usually is. Father. It's not so much like it usually is where it's just like a shadow and a, right. you know. It's weird. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention it. Well, that would be creepy. I have have not seen it in years since I moved out. So, yeah. to wrap things up, let's wrap things up. I don't know how to transition from that to this. Um, it's all good. It's all good. So, on that fateful day, the Silver Bridge collapsed during rush hour traffic, killing 46 people and injuring many more. Some blamed the Mothman for causing or even warning people of the tragedy, while others saw it as a coincidence or the curse. The Mothman was never seen again in Point Pleasant, but its legend lives on to this day. Was this entity trying to warn the residents of impending doom, or was it part of the ancient curse on the land? Whatever it was, the fact remains that 46 people lost their lives in that tragic accident, and the Mothman made its presence known 13 months and that's our theories and we're sticking to them hell yeah well before you get into the outro it's my turn now while you were on your honeymoon 
we had a, a subscriber winner. Okay. And there was a little bit of hecticness and uh, accidents were made on YouTube. Wrong videos were uploaded at <laughs> wrong times and I didn't get to put the actual thing in. So I'm going to just announce it here. All right. Um, as well as on a couple of the videos. Yeah. Past and on every video moving forward. So you'll see it. But the oh, winner shit. of July and earlier. Not July. We're, we're not there yet. I'm sorry. The winner of June. Mm. Sweepstakes. Yes. $50 Visa gift card was Thomas Langston. Uh, you need to email us so that we can get your information and send you said gift card or however you want to do it. Um, but congratulations. And if you thank too you. want to become... Thank you, thank you. Or not become. If you too want the chance to win a $50 gift card, all you have to do, go to Facebook. Uh, not Facebook. Go to YouTube, mm -hmm. subscribe, hit the bell, leave us a comment. It's a little easier for us to contact you then. Yes. And then we will be enter you into a drawing with one winner every month of new subscribers that month will win a $50 gift card. Hell yeah. So in July, we currently have three people that I can see because nobody's commented on the damn thing. So three people that I can see yeah. that are in the contest right now. So you have good chances of winning a $50 gift card. Go. Subscribe and comment. Jump Hit that bell so that we can see you. Because otherwise we can't see you. And we only have three subscribers out of all the ones we've gotten in July. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, because if they they yeah, can have it set to private comment. so you, right, you wouldn't exactly. see. If you are set to private, I can't see you. We can't see you. Yes. Therefore, you have to comment so that we know. Got it. But Got it. Well, check you it have out. to subscribe, too, so that we know. Yeah. Anyways, that was, there. That was your... Public service announcement. Now, Lennon. Lennon, hit him with that fucking outro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Squatches and, you know, I'm going to say, Brad Paisley. <laughs> Country singing, motherfucker. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and opinions, you can do so by finding us on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel, as just stated. And you can mm. possibly win some money. Thank you, Childress. Oh. Hit the subscribe button for auto downloads. Listen, first thing every Monday morning because you need that in your ear holes on your boring drive in or whatever the hell it is you do when you listen to us. Exactly. Thank you. Sometimes I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's during sex, well, we're honored, but don't tell us. <laughs> uh, I love those guys' voices. The oh, number oh. one episode for that would Oopsies. be uh, the Jeff Mongoos episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, non annoying voices there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you to all our Patreon members. Ooh, tell them about the new, uh, oh. tell the Patreon members the new episode we have coming out. The new episode format we have. Yes, yes, we can come out. You guys shall check out a new episode for Patreon members called Brainstorm. That's right. And what we're doing is we're selecting a topic and we are discussing it uh, with our kind of own details. opinions yeah. and yeah, details. Um, just like we do with most stuff, but this one is going to be very loose fit, relaxed. You're going to enjoy it. And, um, on this first one coming up, we're going to be doing some experimenting with the topic and it's yeah. going to be hijinks will ensue. Let me just say <laughs> there'll be some yeah. <laughs> good stuff. That's, that's next week's Patreon, by the way. So yeah. subscribe. Yeah. You got time now to check it out. Oh, also when you get Patreon, you also get our whole back catalog exactly. as well. Yeah. So, uh, and we would like you to comment on that video when you, you do sign up to Patreon. Comment on that video. Maybe we'll do a follow-up. If you have some questions, we can maybe, uh, well, 
you'll have to listen to the video to know what the fuck it's on. Yes. And then comment, and we will maybe do a follow-up someday. Sounds good to me. I like it. Sounds good to me. So thank you to all of our Patreon members. Thank you. To help this podcast, keep this podcast reality. We are grateful for your continued support. If you haven't yet become a member would like to support us, head to our Patreon. And if you're feeling a little classy, check out our merch selection on our website to visually show your, show your support to our friends and family. Your friends. Yeah! Like that Sasquatch. shit right there. I almost lifted up too much. <laughs> oh. Nobody the, wants to see that. The real Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a squat. <laughs> Drop us a five-star rating and write us a review. Tell us what you love and how you are enjoying the show. Share us on your socials and tell your cryptid-loving friends and family about us. We've been getting mentioned quite a few times on people's um, stories and shout-out posts and stuff like that. So that's Sorry. cool. So continue doing that. We appreciate it. Gets the word out. Yeah. Subscribe, hit the bell, and like the videos on YouTube. This Bing. all helps us to grow and bring you even more great content for you to enjoy. And we want to enjoy you. Or wow! Want you. <laughs> I meant to say we want you to have enjoyment. Ah, great have laughter. Good. Sorry. It got weird. <laughs> let's 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 finish this up. All righty. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's uh, riding the Mothman today like a flying unicorn. Oh. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. They'll get that next week. I'll figure it out. (laughs) We're going going on on zero. Three, two, one, zero. Except the math. All right. Three, two. One. Fuck. Very close. Hey, I tried. At least we got two more shots today. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. They don't need to know. Uh, Again, going on vacation. Enough of the vacations, Lennon. What are you talking about, bitch? I didn't say you did. Huh? Bitch. Ooh. Or the hunting worm of Mothman. One second. I keep forgetting. I even said in my head, I was like, okay, give him that second. Give him that second right when he's done. And then the bells happened, and it was just gone. <laughs> this guy's a fucking moron, You're am I not. right? You're Payback, sure. bitch! Ah! <laughs> What'd you do? What happened? what I do? <laughs> the entire... Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. What is happening? Rickety-dinky-dinky-dink, rickety-dinky-doo. It's a... Quicky-dink. It's a boy. Sorry. Good shit, good shit, good shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I do audio now, too. Fuck.